Welcome to the Word Bible Study with Pastor Dan. Yeah, and I'm excited for everyone who decided to have a Bible study with me today. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, touch our hearts and minds today, Lord. Allow your word to go forth, God, and be planted in our hearts, God, that we can grow in you and become more like you every day, Jesus. We thank you for your word, God. Bless Brandon for bringing it to us and allowing you to use him today. We worship you and praise you, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I am excited today. We are doing something different. We are going to have a guest speaker speak with me. Brandon's going to be speaking with us today. And I, I'm, I'm super stoked about this. Like He gave me a peek into what he's been preparing for us. And the Holy Ghost is all over it. So I finished last week. We were talking about the gifts of the Spirit. And we, of course, before that, we talked about the fruit of the Spirit. Because without the fruit, we cannot have gifts. And I'm telling you what, the devil got me good. I went home and I went to post the podcast from last week and I was like half of it was corrupted. Yes, I don't even know how. It like recorded another one of my Bible studies over top of it on the fire. So it was purely the devil. But uh, thank God, I said in the Bible study, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So I had the end half of the Bible study. So I just quickly did an overview of what scriptures we read and what we talked about and kind of gave an intro and then we jumped into the Bible study. So unfortunately, those online didn't get to feel the whole message, but I guess that's more encouragement for people to actually show up in person. That is important. So, but today we're going to pick up right where we left off and uh, we're going to read the last verse that I read last week which is by Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Because this is right after the big list of all of the gifts of the Spirit and everything that we, uh, we uh, need in the body of Christ and all the things that are going to help edify the church. And, but at the very end, after this whole list and all the spiritual gifts that we went over, he says, but now let me show you a way of life that is best of all. So after all three of those powerful Bible studies that I enjoyed, and I know you guys have been enjoying, we're going to talk about something today that's more important than anything else that we've talked about. So I, I asked Brandon, Brother Brandon Obajinski, to put together something on this Bible study, and uh, I knew we were going to we're going to start in Corinthians thirteen. And then he put together some scriptures that the Holy Ghost led him to. And like I said, man, he came over and talked to me about it. And it was amazing. So, Brandon, why don't you tell everybody hi. How are you doing, you guys? So, so, we're getting into love. And Dan came up to me. We were sitting down and talking up here one day. And um, I mentioned to him that I was going to start teaching a Bible study to my brother Trey. And I started teaching an at-home Bible study. And I could see the wheels turning inside of his head. He's like, oh, I've got him now. He's been buying on this. He's been buying. And so he looked at me. He was like, how do you feel about teaching teaching Bible study? I was like, i got no problem with it. Let's do it. So he was like, all right, this is what we're going to talk on is love. And I was like, all right, cool, love. We all grew up with love. That's going to be a easy easy topic to get started into i went home and started researching into it and i was wrong yeah. i was wrong i was wrong by a mile it it is 
it's so in-depth. It goes through so much. And just because we lived in love, we think that we knew what it was. But there is so much more to it on top of it, on top of everything. And so started studying into it, went and talked to Dan, showed him what I got, and he was he was excited. And so we started going from there. And we put together a couple of verses, and that's what we're going to be doing. And it doesn't today. matter like how much we think we know about love. Love is such a deep subject like even just preparing for this being you know we already were like all right this is what we're going to talk about and then we got done and we just sat there and talked about love for about a good 40 minutes we were like it's everything comes back to love you can't none of the gifts you can't work in any of the gifts if you don't love like you're never gonna you're you can't please god if you don't know he loves you like there's so much of this not only i'm giving love receiving love living in love so yeah so we're gonna we're, i'm gonna go ahead and read while and brandon's gonna stop me and let the holy ghost flow and we're gonna start in first corinthians chapter 13 the love chapter pastor had us read this for about six months every week was this? it might have been longer it might have been a couple years <laughs> but we read this scripture until we were blue in the face and it, it helped our church grow in love. So I, we're, we're going to see today why it's so important. So it starts off with, If I could speak in the languages of earth and of angels, but don't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had a gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of the secrets of God's plans and possessed all of knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. So this, this one really hit me when I first started reading it. I read over it a few times. And so we can do all of this miraculous stuff. But if we can't incorporate love into it, it's just it's just kids banging on pots. It's just kids banging on pots. You're not going to get the message out of it. You're not going to be able to go through and help people. All of us are here because of a reason, love. I'm here because Nan, Dan loved me inside of the church so much that I felt comfortable coming back to the church. No matter what I was going through, when, when I didn't have a place to stay, when my wife was pregnant, we would have been living in the side of the van a couple months before my son was born. But they opened up their house immediately. That, that's not something easy, but that was out of love. That was something true. And so through that, it grew our relationship together. It made us stronger. We bickered and fight and the dogs got in the middle. But because of love, we came out none the right. same. Right. We didn't come out scorned at each other. We didn't come out bitter at each other. Well, you pushed my dog, so we're not going to talk to you later. It, 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 it was none of that because love was incorporated into it. Everything that we went through, we, we've been backed up every single time. Not by people, but by the love of the people. Keep going. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. Wow. It does not demand its own way. 
It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. Mm, that's a good one. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Wow. So for me, what I got out of that is love will endure everything. As long as you're not being boastful about it. Well, look at what I did today. Man, I got, I got a raise because I was doing such a good job at work. My bosses love me. That's going to create jealousy amongst you and your coworkers. You're gonna you, you gotta humble yourself before God, and you gotta humble yourself amongst other people, or else love isn't gonna be taken as love. It's gonna be taken as pride, and pride is one of the strongest things that can bring us down in so many aspects and day-to-day -day conversations. Somebody thinks that you're prideful, you're boasting about this, you're doing that. They're 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 not gonna take it as love. They're gonna they're gonna take it as I'm better. This is better. You're there. I'm here because I did this. That's not our objective. That's not our objective. That is powerful, Brandon. That is really powerful, guys. Like, I, I never, I never look at like how pride affects our love like that. But he's 100 percent right. Like, in order to be loving, we have to be humble. We can't, we can't be loving and puffed up and boastful. God is love. Devil is the opposite. The devil was full of pride, which is why he got cast down. So in order for us to be like God, you know, Christ humbled himself. He came as a servant. Yeah. The God of the universe, right? Humbled himself, wrapped himself in flesh and came to earth. So I was trying to I was trying to figure out how to put this in into words on just how simply incorporating love can be. So if you're at home fighting with your spouse, fighting with your kids, what's the best way to get rid of all of that and create, create a more peaceful, joyful life at your house? Not to be rude, not to be, not to be impatient. Understand that, all right, yes, I, I've got a wild child. If you guys don't believe me, he's on all of the podcasts and he ran across on video yesterday. I, I gotta be patient with my child. If I sit there and just start screaming at him, stop doing that, stop doing that, stop doing that. He, he's gonna the harder you pull the harder the dog's going to pull away from you as well Wow, so if we just incorporate a little bit more love into our house It sounds like a pretty simple solution because it is a simple solution, but it is hard to obtain It is, really it is very hard to obtain but if you if you take into account what we just read not to be rude not to not to be quick to anger not not, not to lash out, but to be, be quick to listen and then be slow to respond, to be peaceful, to, to take it in. All right, how am I going to get my son to start behaving better? Well, I don't think giving him YouTube every time he wants is going to be the trick. I'm going to start showing him more love. And in return, I have one of the most loving, kind child out there. If you're picking up something, we just saw it yesterday at Dan's house. He went to go put away one of the boys' bikes. And next thing you know, he turns around and Grayson's right there with the secondary bike ready to put it away for him. That's so so by showing love, my son is accepting of all of the lessons that I'm willing, that I'm trying to instill into him. He's taking in the morals of everything that I'm doing. That's so good. 
How many times do people give people advice with their kids? And it's never to be, hey, you know, you should spank him more. You know, you should, you should probably not let, are you going to let him talk to you like that? How many times do we tell them, hey, you know what? Be patient. Be kind. Be loving. Be gentle. Put up with it a little bit. Be long-suffering. Be in the characteristics of love. That's the best advice we could really give it anybody. But we're, we're quick to give them the opposite instead. Boy, Brandon, you should, you should let that kid know your dad. <laughs> He's going to know your dad. Whether you, whether you, but the best way to show him is show him that you are, you are loving. Show him your love. The quickest way, the quickest way to, to dismantle a heated argument is through love. And Danny saw that a couple weeks ago at work. They were going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then he told him, do you really think I'm out to hurt you? He showed him that he loves and he cares, and that conversation flipped instantly. What's the quickest way to get somebody off of your back that doesn't like you, that's just picking at you, picking at you, picking at you, picking at you? You go back and start picking at them, then you guys are going to be fine. You go to them and be like, man, I don't want to do this with you anymore. I'm sorry. I, I, I love you. Boys, you better be listening. <laughs> you guys better be taking notes. Put the games away. How are you? How are you going to? How are you going to dispute and argue with somebody that says, "All right, I don't like you, but you don't have lunch today. Here, let's go get you some lunch. Here's two slices of pizza, man. Man, here's five dollars. No, man, I'm not worried about it. It's only five dollars. I get another pay another fifteen hundred dollars two weeks from now. What's five dollars to make sure that you're fed? That's an act of love. That's an act of love." And so they're going to, in return, come back and look at you like, all right, well, he just bought me pizza, so I guess I can't pick on him for the rest of the day. <laughs> so it, it, whether it's a day of peace you got or something, but there's a stepping stone. There's a stepping stone. Right. There's a stepping stone. Think about that scripture we read the other day, like, love your enemies and put coals over their head. And then Vicky talked yeah. about like that, That's carrying the warmth with you whole, like that they used to give people coals to keep them warm on their walk home. And it's the same thing. How am I going to curse this person all the way home while they're keeping me warm? All the way home, I'm going to be like, man, thank you, Dan. You know, like, that's powerful, Brandon. So prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless. Wow, me and Brandon. This, this, yeah. is, this is one of my favorites because it hit me as soon as we read it. And I started laughing so much. So we understand all these gifts of the Spirit are powerful things. They can do great works for us here on earth. But it says love will last forever. The rest of these will perish. Well, how are these going to perish? Is God just going to take them out of my life? No. We're going to move on to the next life. What are you going to do? Are you going to walk up to Jesus and pray for healing for Jesus? Are, are, you, going to, are you going to speak words of future to everybody that's been sent there praising him in in heaven, the only thing that's going to continue into heaven out of our gifts is love. Because you're not going to be able to go over and, all right, we're all in heaven, but I see you still have leprosy. Let me pray that leprosy out of you. No, no, that, that, that's silly. That's silly. We are going to be in the best form, the best image of us possible. So those gifts are no longer needed. But the fertilizer for all of those gifts is going to remain just as powerful. Because if we sit there and love everybody here on earth, on earth, we're just practicing to keep, continue loving everybody in heaven. That's the only thing that's going to be continued on. 
Now our knowledge is partial and incomplete, and even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when full understanding comes, these partial things will become useless. Wow, when full understanding comes, that's very powerful. When I was a child, I spoke and taught and reasoned as a child. Or thought, not taught. You shouldn't teach when you're a child. (laughs) But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfectly as in a cloudy mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. So these three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Wow. They will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. The gifts of the Spirit, all these things... Yeah, they're all gonna, they're all gonna stop going, guys. They're all gonna they're all gonna end, and it makes perfect sense what Brandon brought up. You know, we get we we know what we get rewards for what we do on earth. Are we gonna get rewards for prophesying when it's really done by the Spirit? If, if we go and if we go and try talking about prophecy while we're in heaven, what what is that at that point? Because nobody up in heaven needs to be prophesied. We're boasting about what we did on the earth. And we just read not to boast. And it's all from the Spirit. And that is taking pride in what we did. Yes, we should be thank we should be we should be joyful in the compliments that we achieved while we are here on earth. But that's here on earth. We're here to save souls, make people save people. But when we go into heaven, that remains on heaven because we already did our job and now we're now we're inside of the winner's circle at the end of the race. Right. And we're not going to be rewarded for what the Holy Spirit did through us. We're going to be rewarded for what we do. We don't, I don't perform miracles. If I had the gift of miracles, I don't perform it. The Holy Spirit performs it. But what do I do? I walk in faith. Oh, I walk in faith. I use my hope and I do it through love. And that's what I get rewarded for. What are you going to say? The one thing that we can do that we can take credit for our love. That's, man, that's what we get rewarded for in heaven. We're not going to be rewarded for the, the all the gifts we got to dabble in. That was all the Holy Spirit. He's not confused about that. He knows. Dan didn't just speak that word of prophecy. I spoke it through him. Christ even said it. These aren't my words. These are the Father's words. Don't think it's coming from me. It's the same thing. My gift of teaching, this isn't me teaching. It's the Holy Spirit falling through me. What I'm going to get credit for is the fact that I showed up and I loved you guys and I did the work in faith. Those are what I'm going to do. So that's why faith, hope, and love last forever. But the greatest of these, the one you're going to be rewarded for, is your love I forget what chapter and verse this comes from, but it says that you've done all of these miraculous works in my name, but I do not know you. So you are not welcome, Lord, Lord. So we can go through and we can prophesy, we can heal, 
we can do all of this stuff, but if he doesn't know us, it's for nothing. And how will they know you? Oh, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting ahead of ourselves in the scripture. We might as well let Mark tell us. We're going to go to Mark chapter 12, verses 29 through 34. Man, you can feel, I told you guys the Holy Ghost was all over this. God is love. Again, we've studied, I've studied love. I've taught love. I've lived in love. But the concepts that the Holy Ghost just revealed to us in this room, I never thought about before. I never thought about we're not going to be rewarded for miracles. We're not going to be rewarded for prophecy. We're rewarded for our love. That really changes the game. Because like, again, you can do things for people. Right. You can go home and be angry about it and not do it in love. Right. Well, I had to go help such and such today. You know, this is right. not going to be rewarded. These are our you jobs why we're here on earth. It. These are our jobs. If you go to your work and complete complete what you're supposed to do, are you going to get rewarded for it? You get your paycheck, but is your boss going to come up to you and be like, hey, here you go, here's this, here's that, here's this, here's that. No. No. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Man, that's so good. Mark chapter 12, verses 29. And this is exactly why we're supposed to be doing it. Because Jesus replied, they, well, I'll start in 28. One of the teachers of religious law was 12 and 28. Mark chapter 12, verse 28 through when I stopped. <laughs> well, I cut myself short. You never know. I want to keep going. One of the teachers of religious law was standing there listening to this debate. And he realized that Jesus had answered well. So he asked him. So they're all like, man, this Jesus guy is smart. I know what. I'll get him. And he says, of all the commandments, which is the most important? And Jesus replied, the most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind and all your strength. And the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other command is greater than these. And in another translation, it says all of the law and all of the prophets hinges on these two commands. So this was something very interesting to me. Because if you, if you try to correlate things between the New Testament and the Old Testament, there are very few things that remain sound. That love, love. You can look in the Old Testament, it says that the greatest of the Old Testament laws is love. He was sitting there talking to, um, to teachers at the time. And they said, Lord, what is, what is, are you telling us that love is greater than burnt offerings and gold sacrifices unto you? And he says, yes. And he continues on to where one of them says it. And he looks at him and he says, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And they immediately stop. Immediately stop. So what correlates between the Old Testament and the New Testament? There are very few things because we received his grace. We received his Holy Spirit. So now we don't have use. Well, there's still use in it, but we don't have to go through everything that we did in the Old Testament. Right. But love was the greatest of the Old Testament. Right. And we'll find out love is the greatest of the New Testament. So we have two correlations between 
before we received the Holy Spirit, and now we just have to be baptized, repent, and all of that, opposed to having to go through all of these sacrifices, all of these rituals, having a rope tied around you, because if you enter into there and you're not holy, you're dead. That's no more, but love and love remains a pillar in both of them. Love's mentioned 756 times in the New Living Translation. 756 times. I, th I think he's trying to say something. I, I think it might be just a little bit important there. Because if it's in the Old Testament, it's in the New Testament, it's mentioned this many times. And as we'll see once we continue on with this Bible study, how important it really is. Because again, here in John chapter 13, that's where we're going next. I'm going to start in verse 31. As soon as Judas left the room, so this is right as Jesus has been denied and he's about to die. His best friend just betrayed him. Judas is going to sell him to be killed. And he knows. He told him, go do what you're supposed to do. The time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory. Jesus said, and God will be glorified because of him. And since God receives glory because of the son, he will soon give glory to the son. Dear children, I will be with you only a little bit longer. And as I have told the Jewish leaders, you will search for me, but you can't come where I am going. So he's telling them, I'm getting ready to die. These are Jesus's death words. These are, if I knew tomorrow I'm dying of cancer. This is equivalent to what I would tell my son that I would want him to remember for me for the rest of the time. He says, so now I'm giving you a new command. Not, hey, hey, if you feel like it, my son does that sometimes. I'll tell him a command. So I'll go clean your room. He's like, eh. I'm like, wait a minute. That was not a suggestion. There are some things that are suggestions and then there are commands. And Jesus is making it very clear right now. Guys, I'm not giving you a suggestion. This is a command. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. So that is, that is the mark of a disciple. That is our badge. That is the true mark of a disciple, is showing love. Because if we're supposed to be like Christ, how do we, how do, we do that? How do we, how do we be like Christ? That is such a hard thing to fathom. It also says that we are to go on and do greater works than God on the earth. That is unfathomable to me. How am I, how am I going to do all of this? It wasn't until I started getting into love that it, I started putting it together. We'll find out that God is love. That is, And so if we're supposed to be like Christ, true mark of a disciple, of a follower is love. So now we are following in his footsteps. Through the middle of the winter storm, when it's hard to walk through it, all we got to do is follow that path of love that was laid out before us. Brady, you just hit something so heavy too. He said that, you know, it says we'll do greater things than God, than Jesus. And often our minds think, well, I'm not going to be able to raise the dead. Right. Well, I'm not going to be able to feed 5,000 with two fish. But we just read in Corinthians 
That's not the greatest thing Christ did. The greatest thing Christ did was love because he understands. Feeding the 12,000, whatever, the Holy Ghost did that. Raising Lazarus, whatever, the Holy Ghost did that. But the fact that I loved the entire world and gave my life, that is true love. And, and again, he acknowledges that when we love, we're doing greater things than he did. For one, God is love. So it was, in a way, it's easier to do what your character is. But for us to love when our nature is opposed to it is greater. It's a greater work. Man, Brandon, it, it's something that will continue on. I loved, I loved Trey back in high school. I loved him enough to bring him into my house and feed him. Every single time I knew he didn't have money or anything, I would feed him. If he didn't have a place to stay, I would put a roof over his head. When he was going in and between jobs, I offered up my house, my apartment. When me and my wife first started getting together, we were living in a small little one-bedroom apartment above downtown Milan. Trey slept on our couch for three months. I did that out of love because he is my brother. And in return, now he is willing to accept the knowledge that I'm acquiring from my fruits of the Spirit. Everything I'm learning, I am passing on to him now. And he is more than happy to accept it. He is more than happy to listen to it. And above all, he is more than happy to apply it to his life. And that would not be the case if I did not show him love. If I told him, hey man, you've been here for three months. I need some rent money or else you got to go. Like you, you can't be sitting here mooching off of me like this. No, that was not the case. Hey man, we're going to get you back up on your feet. Don't worry about it. You keep your head up because remember, when you keep your head down, you can't see where you're going. You keep your head up, you know where you're going. And so, through love, I've been able to bring him to Christ through his hardships and everything else. I've been able to make his life easier. I've been able to inadvertently make his life at home with his family better because he can follow the example of love that I showed him and he can apply it to his family. That's so powerful. So we're gonna, we're gonna go to the book of First John. Brandon pointed it out to me and showed me that First John is all about love. Like it literally hits love in every single chapter. It like is, the majority of it. It has became probably one of my favorite books in the Bible now. Yeah. There, I started. I've went through it so many times and. For the past couple months, I've been I've been listening to the Bible when I'm falling asleep. I've been reading it. I've been studying it. I've been listening to podcasts. I've been listening to the Bible studies. All of this, and I always seem to come back to John, First John, Second John, John, and can't understand it. Can't understand. It. And then I started getting into love, and I understood it. Wow. And I, I, I love the the first, like the book of John. Like, it really does a great story of showing how, like, out of all the four Gospels, the, the Gospel of John really shows, like, he put the biggest emphasis on Jesus being God. That's the book that starts off, and then the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And so, so John did have an understanding of, of Jesus that is beneficial to our lives if we can view it, you know, the way he does. And the way he sees God in love is spot on.
So we're gonna so we're, we'll go to John, first John, not the not the gospel. I know I just talked about, it, but we're reading from first John chapter two, starting in verse seven. Dear friends, I am not writing a new command to you. So again, this is all about the new command. The one that Jesus just just gave them. Your new command is to love. He says, I'm not writing a new command for you. Rather, it is an old one that you've had from the very beginning. This old command to love one another is the same message you heard before. Yet it is also new. Jesus lived the truth of this commandment. Jesus lived that commandment out in front there, of us. There we go again with following in the footsteps of God. He lived out love. He lived out love. That should be the easiest thing for us to follow. Because it's the closest thing we have before the rest of our gifts come into play. And you also are living it. For the darkness is disappearing and the true light is already shining. If anyone claims I am living in the light but hates a Christian brother or sister, that person is still in darkness. Anyone who loves another brother or sister is living in the light and does not cause others to stumble. We got a representation of light and darkness. Love is light. Hatred is darkness. So we know what the opposite of love is. It's hate. So we should do everything we can to stay clear of that. But anyone who hates another brother or sister is still living and walking in darkness. Such a person does not know the way to go, having been blinded by darkness. Wow. Hatred is blinding, guys. Hatred will make you not focus on things that, that you should be able to focus on. It, it even takes a physical form. When you're, when you're in a fight, you get something called tunnel vision. And what that is, is you, you don't like this guy enough that you guys end up coming to blows. You guys are duking it out. I hate this guy so much, I'm going to give it to him. Your vision becomes small. The only thing you can focus in on is what you hate. You can't see anything else going on. All you see is this small little circle and everything else is darkened. You can't see what's going on over here. You can't see what's going on over there. Only thing you can see is what you're fixated upon. That's powerful. True. We're definitely not fixated on God. But he brings light. I am writing to you who are... So here he is. He's writing this to actually to us in this room right here. I'm writing to you who are God's children because your sins have been forgiven through Jesus. So how many of you guys know your sins are forgiven? Thank you, Jesus. They're forgiven. I'm writing to you who are mature in the faith because you know Christ who existed from the beginning. I'm writing to you who are young in the faith because you have won your battle with the evil one. And I am writing to you who are God's children because you know the Father. Now, each one of these is, is showing love. That's what he's saying here. I'm writing to you, God's children, because your sins have been forgiven through Jesus. He's talking to us about why we should know how to love. 
We should know how to love if we're God's children because our sins have been forgiven. That was loving. I'm writing to you who are mature in faith because you know Christ who existed from the beginning. If you know Christ, you know love. I'm writing to you who are young in faith because you've won your battle with the evil one. I'm writing to you who are God's children because you know the Father. I have written to you who are mature in the faith because you know Christ who existed from the beginning. And I've written to you who are young in the faith because you are strong. God's word, God's word lives in your heart and you have won your battle with the evil one. Do not love. Now here he's going to tell us now what we shouldn't love. Do not love this world nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasures, a craving for everything we see and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. But everyone who does not, who everyone who does what pleases God will lack, will live forever. What lasts forever? Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest is love. None of those things are bound to this earth. That's why the things in this earth are going to pass away. But it's the things that are not bound to this earth that we can experience now that will last forever. So John, 1 John chapter 3 is where we're going to go next, starting with verse 11. This is the message you have heard from the beginning. We should love one another. So this is one chapter over and John's getting hitting the nail right back on the head again. He's like, I'm not going to let up. This third time, third, fourth time we've heard within 38 minutes, love one another. Two different chapters, three different chapters, comes right back. Love one another. Love your fellow brothers in Christ. Love one another as you love yourself. God is love. How are we to follow in that? We are to follow in love. We must not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and killed his brother. And why did he kill him? Because Cain had been doing what was evil and his brother had been doing what was righteous. So don't be surprised, dear brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. What's the difference between the world and Christians? Love and hate. The world hates. Christians love. I went through this song not too long ago at work when I first started applying this. Loving, and I'm applying loving to my work. I'm helping the guys out. I'm telling them, I'm here to make your guys' life easier. You need your brush clean? Let me clean out your brush for you. Let me do this. Let me do that. And I went through, and I always tell everybody at the end of the day, hey guys, I really appreciate all the hard work you guys put in today. I left early one day, and there was somebody who is like, he's been there for a while, and he looked, as soon as I leave, he turns around and looks at everyone. He's like, I don't know who he thinks he is. He's only been here two months. When I'm on the job, I'm the boss. I don't know who he's talking to me about like this. And it hit me. 
It says in the book that the world will hate you because they hated me first. We have God in us now, so we're following in him. So the world's going to hate us. The world's, not everybody's going to accept us. And so that, that hit me while I was, when I came back the next day. And how I dealt with it, that's all right. If we have a problem, we can sit down and talk about it. But I went out and bought him pizza the very next day, and we didn't have any problems. Because I continued to show love to him. Because I understood that there's something probably going on with him that I don't know right now. He might be having problems at home. He's a single dad, has three kids. I don't know what's going on with him. If I were to respond out of hatred from that comment that he made to me, I could have lost, I could have lost what I took all week to build up with this crew but I responded back in love I was like that's all right no skin off of my back if he doesn't if he doesn't want to be appreciated by me I'm still going to tell him that I appreciate his hard work I'm still going to do this for him I'm still going to do that for him and in return he hasn't vocalized it to me so it's water under the bridge love covers a multitude of sin if we love our Christian brothers and sisters, it proves that we have passed from death to life. <laughs> but a person who has no love is still dead. Man, how many, have you guys ever met someone that you can just see, they don't have any love in them and they're just dead? You walk past them and they're just, it, This Bible is true, guys. Love is light. It uplifts your life. The more you pass it out, the more it grows inside you, the more it makes your life better. If you don't love, you're dead. <laughs> Anyone who hates his brother or sister is really a murderer at heart. And you know that murderers don't have eternal life within them. We know that real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So that brings me to one of the points that I, I came to a conclusion of. I was sitting here thinking about it. I'm like, all right, how are we going to go into this? How are we going to go into that? What is love? Love requires self-sacrifice. To show true love, it requires self-sacrifice. God loved us so much that he wanted to take the sin out of us so bad that he sent his one and only God son down to this earth to get killed so that we could, in return, come be with him again. I love my family so much, I sold half of my gun collection so we could go and try to move into a better place. That wasn't something easy for me to do. That required a lot of sacrifice on my half. So I spent two, three years building this up so I could get closer to my dream, get closer to my dream, get closer to my dream. So when we sit here and think about what is love, love requires self-sacrifice. In return, I, my wife has seen the sacrifices that I've been putting in to show my family more love. Instead of after a long day at work, going home, putting on my headset, playing Xbox so I can't hear the baby scream, so I can just sit there and relax. Instead of doing that, I go and pick up the house. I go and take the kids. I go and do this. I go and do that. And she's seen the sacrifices that I've made because she's seen me getting more tired, getting me getting more weary, and then in the morning doing it out of love and joyful to do it. In return, we have had more peace in our house. We have had a sense of peace to where the girls are now acting better. 
Grayson's behaving a little bit better. He still doesn't want to change his diapers, but we're working on that. There's been there's been a spirit of peace when I walk into my doors now. There's been a spirit of rest. That I have sacrificed my physical rest. And in return, when I walk into my house now, I get spiritual rest. I get to really feel at ease. So good. I can testify to that too. I know yeah. I know several of us in this room can. When we start acting loving and we start putting love out, we feel it. I see it in our families, man. Our kids act different because we're you can't you can't be around loving and not change it. God is love. Jesus changed every situation he touched. Love changes everything. So we ought so we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Now again, he does say here, if anyone has enough money to live well. So if you're in the poorhouse, sometimes you're with that brother. But when we have enough, that's what it's talking about. Like can't, We can't close off our heart. Like, if we see somebody struggling, like Brandon said, $5. I have $5 in my pocket. This guy's hungry. If I can bless him, go ahead. And besides the point, we are supposed to be people of faith, right? So <laughs> I should be able to give it away easier than someone who thinks they've got to hoard it away. I know a guy who gives back. Amen. Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth. By our actions. Our actions will show that we belong to the truth. So we will be confident when we stand before God. Even if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings. And he knows everything. Wow, is that powerful. So we can stand confident before God. That's the biggest thing I took out of it right there. We can stand confident. As Dan's been saying, one of the things that he hates the most when he goes and asks someone are you safe well i don't know i had somebody ask me that question today i was like i know i'm going to heaven i know i'm safe and we were talking about he um i was talking with my boss and he gave me a really high compliment that i really took to heart he said i am really glad that we have a predominant christian that is not a prude christians are allowed to have fun I don't have to go around and act like I'm better than everybody else because I know I'm saved. No, that's not going to help them get saved. It's not love. And in return, I've been... No, it's not. I have been talking to him about God. Every time we get together, me and him have a conversation about God. I'm about to start praying with one of the guys at work before we go on to the job site when he's with me. Because we've had these small conversations. And I, yeah, I told him that and he was... I was like, the only difference between me and you is I know for sure that I'm saved and my relationship with God is good. And he was like, yeah, I, I, my, my relationship with him is better than yours. I was like, I sure hope so. I came out right away, looked at him. I was like, I pray that your relationship with God is better than my relationship with God. Because if that's the case, I know you're going to heaven because I know I'm going to heaven. And then he kind of right. he kind of settled down thinking he was being funny. But I came out. I was like, I hope you are, man. I hope you are. Amen. He was like, nah, 
no, not really. I was like, right. well, we can get you to that place. Right. Right. And so through love, he is willing to talk about Christ and God with me at work. And in return, I'm able to plant little seeds here, little seed there, little seed here, little seed there. That they can see that light in you from far away, and they're attracted to it, and they want it, and it's wrapped in this package of love and God, and they don't realize that. No, so you know? we're, we're talking about the opposite of love. He was telling me a story about how his wife, how the pastor refused to baptize her. He told her that all I think it would do is begin, be getting the sinner wet. You're not good enough to be baptized yet. I looked at him. I was like, are, are, are you kidding? Are you, you're joking with me, right? Because that goes against every foundation of baptism. Yeah. Yeah. I looked at him. I was like, if we were good enough that we didn't need baptism, we wouldn't have baptism here. That is exactly what baptism is for. Like you're you're telling you're telling me you had to fill out an application and it had to get approved by this pastor and you got baptized in a group setting on a certain day and because you guys had a child out of wedlock, he refuses that for you. I looked at him. I said, "Man, I am so sorry that the church hurt you like that." But I promise you that that's not God. That was him taking pride in this. That was him taking taking all of this stuff upon himself. And he should not be leading that flock. You see, for everybody who has a calling to be a pastor, you don't got to be the best pastor in the world. You just got to be better than that. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> I looked at exactly. I looked at him. I was like, exactly. "Whether you today is the day of salvation." It's what I told him. I was like, "If you got a bathtub, if you got a pool, if you got a creek, if you got a shower with a bowl," and I go up to a pastor and I'm like, "Hey, I want to get baptized." He should be like, "All right, the clothes are inside of inside of the restroom. Once you're done out there, come on out here and we will baptize you right now because I want to save you." And so he had all this hurt. But now he's seeing love and he's willing to open back up. He says his wife is a very devout Christian that she knows she's safe. We're sitting down talking about how I got rid of my alcoholism. I was an alcoholic for three, four years. Wasn't able to shake it. Wasn't able to shake it. Wasn't able to shake it. Through God's love, I shook it immediately. And I'm not the only one in this room that that happened to. Amen. Amen. I'm not the only one that that happened to. And so we were sitting there talking, talking. And so now he's got these little seeds of love. This little seed there. He knows, he knows Christians. He knows, he knows the Bible. But he was scarred so bad by hatred that he needs to see the other side of love. And he's willing to accept what I tell him and what I speak to him because I do it out of love. When somebody said, your wife is not... Your wife is not qualified to be saved. That cut it off for him right there. That cut it off for him right there. That's when his relationship with God got dropped. Because some man thought that he was above God. And he said, you can't be saved. So dear friends, if we don't feel guilty, we can come to God with bold confidence. So you see the importance of not feeling guilty? I believe it's in Peter, and we'll probably read it next week. We'll bring it in. 
But there's a scripture in Peter where he says that it, the only re if we don't understand God's love, that's the only way that we can feel condemnation. The only way we feel like we're not good enough and we feel guilty is if we haven't really experienced the depth, the height, and the breadth of God's love. He actually talks about four dimensions because our God is a multi-dimensional God. That for that reason. We'll bring that up a little bit next week. But and we will receive from him whatever we ask for because we obey him and do the things that please him. He's talking about love. If I'm loving and I'm spreading God's word, he's going to do the things that I'm asking for. I'm sorry, but when my son doesn't obey me all day and he wants ice cream at the end of the night, I really don't care what he wants. But when my son's been loving and obedient all day long, he says, hey, dad, can I have some ice cream? What father would say no? I'm like, sure, boy, you're, you're doing great. And that's how we can appease God. So also, we all have things we need. Go ahead. It's also how we show love to God as well. If he asks us to do something and we tell him, no, I, I, I don't think so. I don't think I'm going to do that one. That's, that's, it's not showing him love. If God tells me, Brandon, sell these guns and in return, I'm going to help you get a house. And I do it. That is showing love because I gave up something that was my prize. Something that I held good, and he gave me an obedience check. Let's let's see how your faith really is. Let's see how strong you really are. You say you're coming back to me this time. Let's really test that out. You've worked three years, and you've spent lots of money you shouldn't have spent at the time in order to get these. And this is getting you so close to your goal on what you want to do in life. Sacrifice that to me. And then in return, I'm going to show you more love. Unfortunately, there were no ARs and everything in the bush like Abraham had, but we're, we're getting there. Tax season's, tax season's at the end of the year. I know, so I was we'll praying for a ram truck in the bush, too. <laughs> <laughs> and this is his commandment. We must believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he commanded us. Those who obey God's commands remain in fellowship with him and he with them. How many guys felt like sometimes we don't feel God? Here it just told us how we remain in fellowship with God by loving. And we know he one more one more little bit. And he and we know he lives in us because the spirit he gives us lives in us. Come on, I think it says a lot right there. And his spirit is love. Because God is love. If God is love and we have his spirit, does that mean that we are inside of God and God is inside of us because of love? No. I think so. I think so. There's two verses that go to say it. They're talking about, Lord, how do we know the Lord? Well, you've, you've been following me and you say that you do not know the Lord. I am in the Lord and the Lord is in me. And now we have his spirit inside of us. And so we are inside of God and God is inside of us. We have the gift of the Holy Spirit and be able to talk in tongues to have that direct connection with him because we are directly connected to him. He dwells inside of us and we dwell inside of him. And we accomplish all of that through love. Loving, loving, loving. We've heard it so many times through these scriptures that we've read. Love one another. Love one another. What did God do to us? He loved us. He didn't love himself. He loved 
one another. He loved his neighbor. He loved his other person. So if we are to follow in his footsteps, that's what we have to do. He was quoting John 14, where Jesus talks to Philip and talks about, I'm in the Father and the Father in me. We're in you. Yeah. And so we can't, we can't have that relationship without love because love is such a big part of it. I've started adap adapting what my Sundays are now after I started going through this. My life took a complete 360. I felt like I was Palpatine coming out at the jet. I just complete circles out of nowhere. Once I started introducing love. After I get home from church, I clean the house up and then I invite God into my house. I tell him, Lord, you renewed my spirit. Now let me renew you. Let me, let me give you rest. Teach me how to love you more because I know if I love you more, everything else is going to become easier because I am going to be so much closer to you now. So teach me how to love you more. Lord, show me how to love you more. And by doing that, my fruits of the Spirit came out. I felt like I've gone through five different Bible studies since I've started researching this. And this one might end up four or five Bible studies, so we'll see how it goes. Because as soon as I started researching love and then applying it, we can research all we want, but if we don't apply it, it's not going to do too much for us. It's knowledge. It's useless knowledge. Because we can write it down and then throw it in the corner, but if you don't ever take that cookbook out of the out of the corner and take those ingredients and mix them all up, you're not going to get that food. You're not going to be able to do it. If you have the knowledge and don't apply it, you're not going to get the end results. So I started applying this because I wanted to be able to speak firsthand on what love has done for me. It has made my prayer life stronger. It gave me a raise at my work. It gave me a crew that I've been working at this job for beginning of three months now. Now I have a crew of five people that would rather work for me than anybody else inside of the company. Me and my wife are loving each other more. I have started sending her messages in the morning, not just like, hey baby, hope you have a good day. I send her thoughtful messages. Hey babe, hope you're having a good day today. Hope you get some rest. I love you. I implement how much I'm, how much I want to show that I love her by incorporating things that I know she needs to hear that day. If she was up the night before, I hope you have a peaceful day filled of rest. I love you. Have a good day. And so she feels that love now. To a mother with two twin babies, three months old. For everybody listening on the podcast that don't understand that, and we're also secluded. <laughs> We're inside of a trailer park to where we don't have our fellow brothers and sisters and we're 35 minutes away. Yeah. 35 minutes away with three kids ain't 35 minutes away, let me tell you. <laughs> it, 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 it's more like an hour there and then an hour back and then you gotta stop in the middle of the highway, change some diapers. It's a big thing. It's a big thing. And so we have been trying to grow, get closer to everybody that loves us because we know in return it's going to make things easier. But once we started implementing more love into our house, it's gotten easier without everybody else. We've been able to take care of things easier. We've been able to work on our frustration when we get one kid to sleep and the other one starts crying. And then we've got Grayson over here watching the same blimpy for the 80th time that we just can't, we can't stand it anymore. But we've been able to deal with it better because we are implementing love instead of frustration. We're implementing love instead of bitterness, angry. Uh, why, why are you screaming? 
Baby girl, why, why are you screaming? She'll start right. smiling at you. Right. Right. She'll start smiling at you. She'll forget what she was worried about because you showed her so much love that she sees it coming out of you. And now she has nothing to do except smile and look at you. Maybe poop a little bit, but that's good. That, that, that's how we know it's working well. Right. Dan tells me all the time, it's not about what you're saying. It's about how you're saying it. Yep. Say the same thing you saw, but with love. <laughs> so we knew we weren't going to finish the song on Bible study. So we're going to stop here. We're going to pick it up next week where we're leaving off we got one more whole big section in john that we're going to go through about love and then we're going to we're going to keep going in love for a little bit so i'm excited about what god's doing and then afterwards I, nan's going to be teaching for us next yes i'm so excited man as we've shown here tonight it's not really about the person like it, it brandon did better than in my mind he did better than i would have done but he did what the spirit led us to do and that's what it really is all about so let's go to prayer today. Dear Lord Jesus, touch our hearts and minds today, God. Allow this message above all, Lord, to be a part of our character and a part of our lives, God. That everything we do reflects you, God. And you are love, God. That we love the people around us, Lord, and that we feel your love in return, God. Wrap your arms around everybody who's listening to this, Lord, and show them how deep and how great your love is, God. As an example of how we can love and how we can go forth as your disciples in love. We worship you, we praise you, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.